Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is Friday, August 19th. I hope you're doing well. And as we head into the weekend, we'll talk about what's happening in the marketplace uh, when uh, uh, Dave joins us here in just a moment. Until then, hang tight. 105.7 Highlands, Light FM. We're at 840 here, 20 before 9. Time to check in and find out what Wall Street's doing to your retirement today. And if Wall Street's doing too terribly much to it day to day, you really need help from a guy like Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who's on the phone with us right now. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. It is Friday, and, um, you know, I mean, I, I, you can't complain about yesterday. It, it did end up in the green, not near what we had hoped for or expected, but it's always better than red. Uh, yeah, after the uh, existing housing sales number came out, it was a big drop. But uh, as you uh, told me before we went on the line, it was kind of what was expected. Uh, starting about noon, we kind of fell out a bit, and everything just started sliding for the rest of the day. Dow ended up up 18.7 points. S&P was up by 9.5, and, and the NASDAQ was up by $27. None of those really impressive by any measure, but like you say, green is green, right? Oh, that, that's right. It's definitely better than red, right? So um, it was, uh, you know, kind of a lackluster day, but uh, we did end up on the right side of zero. So that that, that was good. Well, we'll take that when we get it. A whole bunch of tidbit news items came out over the evening hours, and one of them we were chatting about. It's kind of interesting. Ryan Cohen is a, a big investor in Big Bath and Beyond, or at least. He was. He was their single biggest individual stockholder, as I understand it. And for some reason, he told Bed Bath & Beyond he was getting out, and he got out. And that really wasn't overly nice to a store that we've got a location for in town. Yeah, it wasn't. And it was kind of weird how that all came to be, because uh, the day before, and this is interesting, it'd be interesting to see if the SEC doesn't start investigating a little bit on this deal, but but he he actually went out and bought what we call out-of-the-money options for, I think, January of next year at some high price. And so everybody thought, well, that was a good sign. And they drove the stock up like 20-something percent, 30-something percent that day. Well, the next day, he's filed something with the SEC saying he's going to liquidate his whole position of stock because he owns stock in the company um, and liquidate his whole uh, entire holdings. And so that caused stock to actually to go to actually the opposite direction. And at some point plunged like 42%. Um, it, it was down yesterday, almost 20%. It's down today, right now, another almost 40%. Good. Heaven. And, uh, that, that almost sounds so obvious as a pump and dump that I can't imagine the governor not raising at least one eyebrow on it. Yes, I'm, you know, obviously he didn't, um, you know, he didn't do anything with his stock position, but by going out and buying those options, he gave everybody some optimistic impressions and then to turn around and dump his entire stock position, um, you know, he'll probably lose money on his, on his options, but, uh, but, but he's going to make it up uh, definitely on probably on his stock sale. May lose a little bit more on lawyer fees by the time the SEC gets done looking at it. What do you think? Uh, you know, it's a possibility for sure. 
<laughs> Always could happen. Hey, we're talking a lot of retail this week. Kohl's is getting an awful lot of guff by the fact that they seem to be having trouble finding a position. They've got a bunch of investors uh, sounding off and giving them guff over another disappointing quarter. I'm kind of seeing the beginning of a trend here, and it's a little bit like, although on a different uh, set of niches, like the problem Kmart had with Walmart and what ended up leading to Kmart's demise. You kind of lose your position as far as what people think of you, and that's when you end up losing your business. Well, those midline stores like uh, Kohl's and Target that are premium discount stores, they both had real disappointing quarters, whereas Walmart ended up beating the street, and the premium stores that you've been talking to me about for the most part, they seem to be doing okay. People in the middle get squeezed because when things get pinched, we don't know what the position is for any given store. And Kohl's looks like the poster child for that at the moment. Yeah, they, they really do. You know, it's one of those things that uh, they, they've got some struggles coming. And I'm not sure where they'll actually end up when this is all said and done. Uh, yeah, well, they kind of need to establish a position. Are they going to take on Walmart or they're going to take on Macy's? The uh, staking out the middle position doesn't seem to work very well very often anymore, does it? No, no it really doesn't. You can't be all things to all people. You know, you need to figure out what who you want to go after and that be your target market. Hey, had this just come across my wire, uh, Dave? Mm. Uh, Wayfair, the online retailer, laying off 5% of their employees. That's uh, almost 900 employees that they're, uh, they're going to lay off. I saw that, and that kind of leads in. That was something that I, that I noticed, and uh, that, that uh, one more you know chink in the armor, for lack of a better term, on our employment level. And then we talk about whether or not we're in a recession, and it's always fun to argue politics at the bar about whether or not the administration is right saying it's not there. But take a vote. Ninety-seven percent of the executives at the moment, according to a survey they took overnight, say that we are in a recession or we're heading toward one. So it kind of indicates that uh, – other uh, companies like Wayfair are saying, uh, yeah, we're going to prepare for a little bit softer times ahead. Well, that, that's true. And I tell you, I was on the phone uh, yesterday with a friend of mine who was on a conference call with some bankers and some economists and, and those type of people. And um, he, he wasn't real positive when he got off of that call um, that, you know, people still – and I've been saying this too – is until people max out their credit cards – we're, you know, nobody feels it. Our lifestyles haven't changed, right? They're still just charging plastic. But once those things are maxed out and they, they can't spend what they want to spend, they have to choose between what they want to do and what they have to do in terms of food and fuel. That's when we'll really start to see the rubber hit the road as far as what's going to happen with this recession. Uh, you, you know, I think it's too early to tell. Uh, but I'm seeing more and more signs that um, the, uh, the the soft landing you and I have been hoping for it are probably not going to hit. Well, you are just merry sunshine I know, this I know. morning. Friday, I, know. I thought maybe you just cut me off and just hung up on me. <laughs> Now you just left me speechless, but you know your your point your your point is well taken. I mean, I got a survey here. In the last fifty years, there has only been one bear market. That's not been accompanied by a full-blown recession, and that was that quickie market crash that we had in 87. Been 17 S&P 500 bear markets between World War II and this current dip. They had an average drop around 30% duration about a year, but all but one of them 
were accompanied by something that even the Democrats in power today uh, would call a recession. So uh, the notion of a soft landing, if Powell and his boys at the, at the uh, Federal Reserve can do that, it would uh, probably qualify them for a nomination for sainthood, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, they'd probably get the, Pul- you know, the Pulitzer Prize in, uh, in uh, economics. Uh, no, a Nobel Prize in economics, if you can actually maneuver an economy this size into a soft landing without a recession. And the indications are starting to get that way. But uh, as, as we've been saying, though, the employment market for the moment, even allowing for Wayfair and others, is still holding at a relatively healthy level. The only thing arguing in their favor, as I said, is we're, we're trying to cool down an over-hot labor market instead of trying to fix just inflation against an oper- a normally operating employment market. Because we are so hot in the openings. I don't know whether they do now, but they were a few weeks ago. The number of openings outnumbered the number of people that were unemployed. Uh, As long as we're working on that hot a number, at the very least, we've got room for that soft landing. So I'm not going to take it outside the realm of possibilities. Well, yeah, it's hopeful. (laughs) We keep hoping. We keep hoping for it. Well, as always, I've got the... I've got the rose-colored glasses, and you've got the reality check, right? Seems to work out that way. We are in earnings season, so can you tell me, is John Deere green still green this morning? You know, I don't think they are. The last thing I saw was uh, some red ink. Um, Deere actually missed on earnings, um, despite having better-than-expected sales, and, and that really came because they were able to hike their prices. They were able to implement some price hikes, which helped. Um, but it also faced higher costs, and that's what affected the earnings part. So uh, then they came in and cut their full-year forecast. So, so they, they missed by about $0.50 cents or so a share uh, when it comes to the earnings side of things. So they're down a little over 4.5% this morning. And that was kind of a softball throwing at you because they're right toward the top of my big loser list this morning. I knew something bad had happened on their quarterly report. Well, let's look at maybe I can find you a big winner out there. How's that? Please. So Foot Locker reported. Uh, mm-hmm. And Foot Locker, uh, they uh, quarterly earnings beat analyst expectations. Um, and so they, they really did well. They have a company also announced that they got a CEO transition coming in. They've got the former Ulta uh, beauty uh, supply CEO coming in to replace their current CEO. That takes effect 1st of September. And so all that news was uh, good news for Foot Locker. They're up 24% this morning. Cool. That does kind of follow that little rule of thumb that I'm starting to develop here, too, that a defined position and a premium price is not a bad place to be even going into a recession. Well, that's true. That's true. Now, Ross Stores, which mm-hmm. is the other end of your spectrum, right? Not, yep. not the high end, but the low end. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, they did report better than expected earnings for this last quarter. However, revenue was below forecast and they came out and issued weaker than expected full year outlook. Um, so again, higher costs are been a big deal for them and they've had to up their marketing budget, promotional budget some. So that's not helping either. Uh, they're trading down today about 1.1%. And off price stores kind of come into that one notch above pure discounters where they're having problems lately. So I'm kind of thinking that's following that rule of thumb a bit, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, they, they, they're so scattered that, um, you know, and I think their issue is just finding merchandise to sell. 
And that, that is a problem. Remember, we were following that story about Kohl's and Target both putting great big clearance sales on Walmart, too, trying to clear out back inventory without having to access it out to the exactly. off-price stores. Exactly. Yep. So they're trying to do it their best they can and keep as much as they can inside. So, And that's affecting Ross and, and the likes of those guys. So mm-hmm. I got two more for you. I got uh, Applied Materials. Um, they, they beat by 15 cents a share for the quarter. Um, they semiconductor manufacturer, which is always good. We like to see the semiconductors doing well. Uh, their revenue topped as well. They, they actually gave an upbeat forecast for the current quarter. Uh, so they're trading up about four tenths of a percent this morning. The last one I have for you today, Dave is bill.com. Mm. Um, bill.com. Uh, they're the kind of the financial back office software provider. Um, and they reported better than expected quarterly results, and they issued some upbeat guidance uh, for the quarter and the year. They're trading up today. I like to finish on an upbeat today, Dave. 16%. So up 16% this morning. Whoa. Office back office stuff was working lately. Good. Resetting the table, it was a modest update, but at the very least a little bit of green yesterday. We've kind of alluded to it. We're not having a lot of fun so far this morning. 45 minutes this morning. What do we do look like? Dave, I, I can't find a, a shred of, uh, of green ink outside of the VIX going up. So uh, we've got the Dow 30 down about six-tenths of a percent. That's like $210. The S&P 500 down 34, which is about eight-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 down $135, which is basically 1%. So everything getting uh, whacked this morning. And then we've got the uh, commodity side not doing any better, Dave. Silver's down almost one and a half percent, back down below 20. It's down to $19.17 an ounce. Gold, not doing, uh, I mean, it's doing better, but it's down a tenth of a percent. And then crude oil, black gold, down one and a half percent to $89.11 a barrel right now. Which kind of sounds an awful lot like where it was at yesterday morning. So a little stability might be existing, excepting day-to-day fluctuations, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. So at least it's down below 90. I like that. Always happy to hear that number. Asian rim markets pretty much dead flat when they closed this morning at 6 a.m. European markets are mixed as well this morning. England's up by a quarter of a percent. Germany's down by a half a percent. So I don't really have a direction there either. Getting some advice as to where it's at, I alluded to it at the outset. If you listen to this program every morning and get upset about your retirement account, you need a better plan. How do I get a hold of you to get that plan so I feel good about retiring? Dave, that's why we developed the core retirement design to help folks uh, develop the retirement they always dreamed of. Uh, Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your 30-minute, no-obligation, core design phone consultation where we'll make sure you're on the right path for the retirement you always dreamed of. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back here on Monday morning. Philip, you have a dynamite weekend, and we'll see you then, all right? All right, man, you too. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. This is your captain speaking. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a great week, and I hope you get some downtime and enjoy the weekend. Hey, until Monday, have a good one. Bye now.